Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Ryan Pentel, an agricultural and rural photographer. We're going to be chatting all about this and much more about farming in general. But first, welcome to the podcast, Ryan. How are you doing today? Thanks very much. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries. Okay, so talk to me first of all about your connection to agriculture. Yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from a farming background, from uh, beef and sheep farming mainly. Um, we uh, farmed on the outskirts of Leyland in Lancashire, uh, Lancashire born and bred, and uh, we had a 60, 70 acre farm. Like I say, mix of um, sheep farm. We had uh, Suffolk sheep, and then we had a mixed uh, mixed herd of beef cattle. Um, we also did have uh, over time poultry and pigs as well, and uh, we also uh, have uh, a small holding where we've grown crops before now, and where we had a main body of poultry. And uh, so yeah, growing up from a young age, farming from a small lad, you know. Um, and I guess, like, if people haven't grown up in agriculture, it gives you a different outlook as a child, don't you agree, in terms of kind of out being outdoors, not being stuck indoors on, like, I don't know, what people have iPads and things, like, enjoying the wildlife, getting to know, sort of getting, I don't know, dirty with the mud and just, like, growing up that way. Would you not agree it's kind of a different but kind of a better upbringing? <laughs> oh, I definitely, 100%, yeah. Um, I think, I think... There's a, there's a bit of a misconception with a, a lot of young people, you know, especially when you're a kid and you've got friends of the same age and all that, who aren't, like you say, from a farming background necessarily. It could come across as a bit of a, you know, a, a boring uh, way to spend your time. You don't have, you know, the, the misconception that you don't uh, have any sort of social side to your life. You know, you don't see friends, you can't do anything, you're always working, you know, you're always dirty and smelly and all that, you know. Um, but... You know, like, like they're not. You know, it's, it's not going to be seen uh, how, for how it is, is it, by people other than who were brought up in that background? But you know, I'm so grateful for it. You know, and it's uh, it's given me such good principles in life and such a good work work ethic. You know, that was drummed into me by my granddads and my dad before me, and it's uh, you know, it's been it's been a great upbringing for me um like I say it's uh, made me into what I am today you know and which did you prefer the sheep or or the, the cows that's a, that's a tough one actually I preferred both um I think uh we were always particularly proud of our beef cattle because that that was our main main avenue if you will you know we we, we farmed both but the beef was our main uh our 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 main uh bringing the, the income for the farm you know and we had some great cattle at the time and you know it was uh for for for, for me as a as a lad growing up on the farm you know the the cows were the, the biggest stock that we had and they were always so impressive and you know my granddad was always uh particularly proud of his uh of his herd you know and we used to go and show them a lot um at a lot of local agricultural shows so there was definitely more of a an input from us for the for the cattle you know but i did but i used to love love it with the sheep as well you know and then as you grew up, did you decide to work on the farm full time or kind of what did which way did you go with your career in that respect? Well, growing up, it was, you know, we, we as, you, as you, 
as you'll know, you, you know, it was it started off really young from you know from school age, from six years old, something like that. You know, you start helping out on the farm, doing bits that you know you, you can, and then you know gradually you grow up, grow up, you get more responsibility, and you know you're allowed to do more, and you you take more on, and you work more and more on there, and you know for me it was definitely a case of uh, you know whatever chance I could get on there I would do you know and mm. that would be aside from school you know so it'd be at weekends things like that and then as I got to um, 12, 13 got my first paid job on the side from the farming as well um, so I had that but so I had the paid job and school and farming all together you know side by side and uh, yeah we, we, and there was always that hope of you know as life went on we could continue it going um, but sadly, how things played out. Ultimately, uh, in years to come, we had to sell the farm um, because we were just a small farm. We weren't a big commercial um, setup, so you know, as you, I'm sure you can appreciate, a lot of uh, small farms do struggle in this day and age. You know, um, so financially, it became a bit of a hardship, and my granddad got uh, unwell, unfortunately. So as time went on, we had to start selling some of our stock, some of the machinery, things like that. And uh, even with some diversification that we did um, with stabling and fishing pits, things like that, it, it, in the end, it just wasn't viable to keep going. And uh, yeah, like I say, sadly, we had to sell the farm eventually. But I think uh, me and I think I speak for a few members of the family that, you know, we'd, we would have liked to have kept going if it, if it, if it was at all possible, you know, because that was always the, you know, it was growing up, working on the farm, it was always that... Uh, Oh, this this would be great. This you know, such a good way of life is what we've always done, and it'd have been great to make something of it, you know. Um, but sadly not to be. But yeah, that that's uh, that, that that's how it played out for us. And I know, like a load of smaller farms, like you said, are struggling a lot more even now. Would you say that the majority of farms? Do you think it'll go that just bigger farms is the way that it'll go in the future in terms of kind <clears> of the supermarket? contracts and sort of selling selling mass do you think a mm. lot of these farms will kind of either merge or just get bigger <clears throat> I, well I, I, th I think at the minute that's that's uh that is uh where a lot of the majority of the market is obviously in big commercial farms quite rightly because of uh the the, the yields they can get and the, the, the amount of produce sheer amount of produce they can come up with and the the, the acreage that they've got and financially, it's you know a bit more stable. But uh, I think uh, there should be more scope for smaller operation farms to uh, have an input in the market. You know, obviously, the food security is a big thing at the minute, and um, we want to keep as many farmers as we can. So I think there needs to be more scope on supermarkets. Um, you know, working more with smaller operation farms. You know, um, because there's so much to offer, so much different produce, whether it's arable or stock. You know. And, uh, you know, it's that whole argument, isn't it, that more in, more emphasis needs to be on British produce, you know. And that doesn't just come from the bigger farms, it comes from the smaller ones, you know, down the line. Um, and, you know, even if it's just supplying smaller shops and markets and butchers, things like that, you know, it's that's what far, small farms have always done. So there is scope there, it just, it just needs more support, doesn't it, you know. Yeah, so, and it's the whole with everything going on in the world we need to be able to feed our our people um ah, exactly be able to yeah like feed them and also there was something that i was reading that like 
our meat produced in the UK mm. is actually seen as a a niche in the mm. world because of the such the a high welfare standards that we have and, no, no. and that's something that we don't want to lose by I guess importing anything else but we no. also need to be proud and kind of keep I think keep small small farms going so that like you said they can support farm shops and and smaller supermarkets I guess yeah that's it it all comes down to the support that they get you know um because the small farms do sometimes need it and you know if there's a support there then they can produce what they've always done and um you know that, that like you say you touch on, on, the, on the quality of our stuff you know it's uh we have such a high standard like you say you know we have our red tractor labels for example you know that, that keeps our our produce you know things like our beef our eggs our dairy at such a high standard because of welfare and you know you, you can't get any better than you know for example our, our british beef you know grass-fed you know top welfare they're just farmed in such a ancient way almost that how it's always has been in such a landscape that we have you know and the pastures that we have um it's the, the quality of the meat that you end up with it's just it can't be beaten you know and that's it like you say there is the danger of losing that standard if we were to import you know from australia brazil america wherever um so you know, this is such an, an important thing, right? To keep that, uh, keep that homegrown British produce as it as it is, because, like you say, if it's being seen as a niche, then there's obviously something about it, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, other people aside from the British public are seeing that. But that being said, given its quality, it doesn't get half the uh, um, approval and attention from the British public as it should do. You know. Well, that's that is you know that's one of the wishes for farmers that you know more of the British public can see what good produce we can produce, like you know, and, and what can go into the markets on people onto the shelves for people, and you know, embrace it more. A hundred percent. So, if we're going to talk about your photography, so you've got an Instagram yep. which is RP Agricultural Photography. Uh, um, how did you get into into photography? Uh, well, I, well, I've been into it for quite quite a few years now, really. Um, something I picked up uh, a long, long while ago, and um, because I've, I've you know growing up outdoors in the countryside farming, I was introduced to uh, obviously the farming from practically birth, but uh, introduced to nature and the environment at the same time. As a result, you know, through um, the wildlife we called our farm home, you know, the kinds of um, land and habitat we had on the farm. And you know, my, my granddad was, uh, and, you know, always a big advocate for the countryside, and uh, you know, he was, he was uh, passionate about the wildlife as well. You know, and a lot of what I knew came from him. You know, um, and that that's shared between other relatives, including me, my father as well. And you know, the photography just seemed to, to me as a as a way to just to uh, you know capture everything that you know. For example, I might have been on the farm, or I might have been out where we were walking, because you know, we start walking as well you know being outdoors was always a thing growing up no matter in what um, scope it was and yeah it, it was uh started off as a way just to um try and capture some of the things that i'd see and do and uh gradually over time you know made a bit more of it and uh as 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 far as where i am now you know 
on, I've got, I'm, I'm doing this, uh, trying to produce a bit of a gallery in, you know, agricultural photography, um, which uh, I think uh, should be something that's uh, done a bit more, really. So I've done a lot of landscape photography and wildlife photography in the past, um, but I wanted to branch into this um, for obvious reasons, but as a way to produce a gallery that can hopefully be seen over time by more people and just another way to showcase British agriculture and British rural life, you know. Um, and, because uh, it, gets, get it. it gets a lot of negativity sometimes when, you know, in, in the pandemic as well, farmers had to, and they still do whatever happens in the future with like policy, they have right. to look after the land and feed right. the people. Like they're the main things that the that farmers have to do. And you capturing them right. in, in photo format is such a, like a good idea for people to look at actually how good the, the land is looked after and things like that. Yeah. Aye, aye, that's it. And it's about, like I say, showcasing that because farmers, you know, they are the custodians of the rural landscape, you know, uh, a lot of it anyway. And, uh, you know, no, no, nobody knows the land better and the environment better and the weather better, you know. And I think, uh, you know, that's not seen by enough people, you know, who actually uh, manages the land and manages the land where our food comes from. Um, and in what conditions and but also you know through their work what else benefits i.e wildlife public you know and i just i just think that if there's a way to showcase that um so that it can be seen by more people and appreciated more to see the work that farmers do and the work that countryside workers do um you know whether it's landowners gamekeepers whatever um then it's it's worth it because you know it, it needs more positive attention in this day and age you know and people should see what good work is done out there and where the food comes from for example you know and what benefit it has to the environment and wildlife so what camera do you use then when you're because a lot of well all of the ones on your instagram are sort of black and white and the most yeah. recent one of that highland cow Right. where was that take that's such a like a nice picture you can see you can kind of feel like the um i don't know the kind of character of the cow if you will through yeah, that. yeah. Now, where was that taken and kind of what camera do you use well that, that latest uh image was actually taken on a nature reserve that i work on one of the nature reserves that i work on through my conservation work and uh because we have um we have a, a, a division of um, conservation grazing um, in in, in uh, the organisation, and we uh, we have conservation grazing livestock. We have island cattle. We have um, English longhorn and multiple breeds of um, sheep as well for grazing. And that was taken like, as a, you know touched on before. It's uh, it was an opportunity to capture something whilst I was at work. You know that showcases um a, a, an aspect of uh, the, the countryside you know such as conservation grazing highlighting that um and that you know i, I use a just a, a canon dslr camera digital camera um with a with a, a wide angle lens and uh and some some sometimes i'll even use my phone you know if i haven't got my camera on me for whatever reason sometimes i'll even use my phone you know if there's a moment to capture then great and um I, like like you picked up on, I use black and white. I, I have my, my images uh, in a black and white format. And that was a bit of a decision at the beginning. It was something 
I always wanted uh, my, my agricultural and rural images to look that way, you know, in black and white form because... Look historical. Like you're yeah, more, more yeah. setting a, a, a moment in time, like in history. Ah, yeah, it adds, it adds a bit of age to it because, of, you know, um, the rural landscape and farming, you know, it's, it, it is uh, such a historic, uh, you know, working profession, historic landscape that I just thought it black and white suited it quite well, you know. Yeah. Um, gives it a bit more of a, a, a good um, like depth. Um, old school feel, if you will, you know. Um, so that that's basically uh, how it comes about, yeah. And and what would you say is your favourite thing to take a photo of in like agriculture? Because I know like you're at Great Eccleston Show, you took some pictures of ah. tractors, but then you've got some yeah. landscapes, you've got some cows, sheep. What would you say is your favourite thing to photograph at the moment? I guess it changes depending on the season, though, you know, harvest and stuff. Ah, that's it. Yeah, that that and that is the aim, you know, as, as, this, as the seasons change is to capture um, relevant, uh, you know, situations and work pro processes that go on in each season for farmers and for rural life. Um, I suppose it's, it's, it is a bit of a mix. You know, I, I like to capture the landscape of farming, you know, and rural life. Um, but I, I'm also really keen on capturing livestock, you know, because they come at such, they're such a focal point in British uh, agriculture and the British agricultural conversation, you know, in this day and age. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd say livestock really because of uh, they are um, the stock that we farm, like we always have done since the beginning of farming, and um, you know they they are the food that we eat they also contribute to conservation as well through grazing methods so i think there's such a complex uh, uh variety about them that you know if I, if i can get that on camera in different forms then great you know yeah and obviously you you saw me speak at the great eccleston show what part do you feel like agricultural shows play in in kind of the legacy of farming and kind of how the public perceives farming i guess Massive, yeah, massive, and you know, great, great Eccleston this year. It were, it were, it was quite uh, heartwarming to see how how many people were in attendance. You know, um, so there's a bit of a bit of a worry that uh, as the years go on, you know, there's, there's that concern that the attendance might drop. You know, um, but it was good to see such good attendance as there always has been because we've been going since we were kids, and. Uh, it's a, they, play, they play a massive part, you know, and they're, they're not, obviously they're an opportunity for local farmers and, you know, farming families and and uh, rural workers and local businesses as well, you know, local businesses that support farming, whether it be butchers or markets, things like that, um, or uh, people who produce um, from British wool, things like that. You know, it's a, it's a it's a great environment for 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 people to get together from that that world you know obviously it's a chance to connect with fellow farmers and fellow business people and you know meet up and discuss changes things what's been going on obviously showing the livestock you know and so for for people from a farming background rural background it's just the norm you know it happens every year all these different shows and it's what what we do and mm. what we've always loved and it's an opportunity for us but you know they're 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 important. You know it, they happen in lo these local places, and you know you, it's good to see that you do still get local families of you know coming to shows and 
especially with the kids, you know, because obviously getting the youngsters, uh, um, you know, getting getting them, uh, getting the knowledge into them about how things work and about British farming and British food, you know. Yeah. So if the local families and local businesses can come that might not have been before, it's just more and more people into it to, you know, get the idea of what British farmers like, what British farmers do, and, uh, you know, local businesses that they can produce from things that farmers provide, you know. So when you're taking a photo of like mm, I don't know I don't really have an artistic eye for photos as much as like my cousin is very good at getting like taking good photos Uh, so what do you kind of look for I guess or kind of what angle do you take the photo from like what's your kind of process when you're snapping uh, um, yeah I think it's it's a point where you you know like you say about not particularly having a, a, an IT uh, outlook, and I suppose I, I don't, I don't really approach it in a way of uh, how can I make this this photograph look particularly IT or in the best way I can. I try and take take the image um, in a way that reflects that current, you know, um, situation or that current moment, you know. Um, so whether it is some some cattle that are conservation grazing for example it's a, a flock of sheep that uh, might be getting shepherded in um whatever it is i try and just get the moment itself rather than think too much about how i'm going to angle the image uh, you know things like composition you know i try and look at composition quite a lot um because that's something i do like to do is try and include whatever the subject is if it's for example if it is livestock you know if if, if, if it is i try and and include the landscape they're in, not just the stock itself. You know, if I'm not, I wouldn't do necessarily, not always anyway, I wouldn't necessarily always go for like a portrait sort of image, you know, close-up type mm. uh, shot, because um, I, I have a preference for showing uh, the, the landscape that uh, they might be in or what, they, what they're grazing and where they're working. You know, same if it's if I'm including a farmer in the, in the photograph, you know, showing, showing them at work, but showing them at work in the landscape they're in. And the landscape to look after, and I think that gives a better, a better picture of what of what what the the, the photograph's trying to tell. You know, yeah, that, that's the end. You know, with every thought photograph, I'm trying to tell. I suppose it sounds a bit uh, cliche, but a bit of a story, if you will, um, or at least just a, a better idea of uh, right what's going on than mm. why, and you know, showcasing the British landscape and the the, the fine livestock that we have. You know, yeah, and. And like you said before, so you work in conservation. Now, some people might say, like, conservation and, I don't know, looking after – well, not looking after the environment, but kind of changing things because of climate change might not necessarily complement farming. You yeah. know, you've got some people who are sort of saying meat-free um, alternatives or you, – do you know what I mean? Like, how, how do you think they can, they can work together? Well, it's just the, the 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 benefits for it are endless for the cop for the cooperation between agriculture and conservation it's you know the benefits are endless for all you know not just farming not just conservation but for the public the wildlife the environment you know um you know like like, like you said I, I work in conservation i'm in the conservation field so i suppose you could say i've got a foot in both sides mm. you know um and got into conservation uh because i've always you know, been outdoors, always worked outdoors, always liked nature and wildlife, you know, with uh, growing up in farming. 
and uh, so I carry out a lot of uh, habitat creation work, habitat restoration management, and a lot of con countryside management is part of my job as well. And uh, you know, in the work that we do, we work closely with um, livestock for conservation grazing methods, and uh, you know, both sides have so much to offer. That's that's the main thing we need to remember. You know, there's a there's a there's a lot of uh, toxic uh, conversation goes on um, between both sides, and uh, you know, it, it's it's one of them. If we can, it's, if it can just be a case of both sides sitting down more, putting everything aside and talking about how collaboration can be possible, um, because obviously conservation's got a lot to offer, and agriculture's got a lot to offer. You know, and there should be more inclusion with farmers. You know, farmers do need to be included more and uh, respected more in what knowledge they have about uh, the land, the British landscape and the countryside. And, you know, a lot, a lot of farmers, you know, nowadays, more and more are adopting a nature-friendly farming method, regenerative farming, you know, that's proving successful. And they're still managing to produce top-quality, you know, meat or dairy eggs whatever and so proving day to day that it, it can be done so with support and collaboration from the conservation sector you know it, the possibilities are endless you know it, it's just farming needs to be given that chance to show what it knows show what it can do and and uh again you know from the other way if uh there's uh conservation true conservation if it's looked at in a more positive light and um, you know it's more agreeable between both sides, you know. The it's it's going to benefit agriculture. It's going to benefit conservation. It's going to benefit our food security. It's going to benefit our wildlife and the environment all hand in hand, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's it's that, that that's that's the thing that I am most passionate about having, you know, coming from both sides and having a foot in both sides. Um, you know, yeah, I'm very biased towards uh, farming, obviously. And that's why I'm so passionate about it, because I want farmers to be uh, included more and respected more for what they know and what they can do. And um, that is a, I think that's the uh, the most noble pursuit that we can take at the minute, you know, in this day and age, because uh, it's, it's needed now more than ever. And I think that should be the sole focus, the collaboration between the two sectors, yeah. you know. You can definitely tell you're really passionate about them both. What would you say is the future of farming then? And I know that's a very open and very difficult uh, yeah. But like maybe for you, what do you think, how do you see it going? Yeah, good, good question. Um, you know, with, with so many farming methods and farming potential and so many methods of con conservation out there, um, yeah, that's uh, quite a broad one. <laughs> but I think, like I said before, you know, more and more now farmers are, are adopting a, a nature-friendly um, farming method. A regenerative farming is a big thing as well. You know, we've got things in the background such as the um, ELMs, you know, mm -hmm. the Environmental Land Management Schemes, you know, uh, as another avenue for supporting farmers to produce the food whilst also managing the environment like they do. And uh, I think... Because it is because it's proven to be, you know, it's it's working. Granted, you know, um, farming's still, you know, e even with 
adopting more nature-friendly approaches and regenerative approaches still needs a lot more support than what it's getting. Don't get me wrong. A lot more support. Um, but with with the work that's been done already from farmers like that, it, it is working and they're still managing to produce world-class uh, meat and dairy, eggs, wool, whatever yeah. it might be. So it shows that it works. And with the right support, that is the way forward. And the thing is, it's it's um, coming with a lot of approval farmers as well you know a lot of farmers are you know who, who have uh, come around to the idea and you know they're, they're quite uh you know approving of that sort of method you know yeah um and ultimately it makes their land healthier and more viable you know so yeah. i think that's a good uh, way to go in the future lots of misconceptions of of lots of things i think and and I don't know sort of where where that stems from. I think it's a lot to do with who kind of shouts louder and and how uh, they shout uh, people's opinions on people, really. But um, what would you say is like next for you then, like with your photography and things like that? What what's your plan? Uh, well, keeping going with it, I'd like to you know keep uh, adding to this gallery that I've got going on that. That, that is an intent that, you know, in the future, I'd like to make it into a sort of a gallery, if you will. Um, and, you know, it would be great if, you know, in the future I could uh, work with some farmers to photograph, you know, maybe themselves, you know, their farms, the work that they do, you know, their day-to-day -day sort of lives, you know, try and showcase um, different types of farming, arable stock, try and showcase uh, farming in, different parts of the country in different landscapes you know and uh try and make such a broad spectrum of the gallery so that every kind um of farming every aspect of it all the conditions the different types of stock crop you know machinery just the whole spectrum try and get everything included into this gallery so that nothing's missed and that everybody can see you know um the best of British farming, you know, and back British farming, because that, you know, as as it's uh, as that's been such a a big part of farming support over the years, and that should continue. And if I can make the best gallery I can and showcase it in the light, in the right light, um, then it is it's going to be beneficial uh, yeah. for our British farming, make it sort of shine it in a better light than what it it, it does get at the minute, you know. Um, so yeah, if if I can. Uh, work with uh, some farmers in the future to photograph mm. um then all the better you know yeah and hopefully sure. get more people to see it yeah well it's been so interesting to chat to you and i guess if if listeners want to follow the the gallery it's rp agricultural photography but um yeah thanks ryan for for chatting about that it's really interesting to see sort of your perspective on both things and kind of why you wanted to start doing this photography yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, it's uh, great to be on here and on a podcast that shines such a good light on agriculture and rural businesses, especially for Lancashire itself. You know, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire lass, Follow on Facebook and Instagram at From a Lancashire Lass.